You know, when I think about a red flag, I'm thinking about brushes with reality. I'm thinking just on the borderline waking up moments. And these moments were as close as I ever came to getting past the manipulation of the watchtower, but I couldn't quite connect the dots. In those moments, I look at them now in hindsight and I think, wow, those moments were my keys to waking up, but I had missed my train in those moments. Nevertheless, the fact remains that they were borderline moments of waking up. I was flirting with reality. One such moment came not too long ago, actually, just a few years back. Because just a few years back, I was serving in what they call a capacity of elder. So not too long ago, I was inside a religion, the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society religion, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I was an elder. One of the many red flag moments that I could remember serving in that capacity as an elder came when they had given me the responsibility of coordinating the public talks. So what that means is I had a responsibility of scheduling the public speakers at our kingdom hall, which is our congregation, our church. I had the duty to call upon local congregations and distant congregations, even out-of-state congregations, within a measurable driving distance and schedule speakers to come and speak, give a public discourse, a public talk, a speech of 30 minutes, every Sunday, and I had the duty to ensure that these speakers would present themselves and also have a backup in case the public speaker didn't show up. So I remember in this certain week, I was actually behind on my scheduling. I had only scheduled people three months ahead. So in any case, I called a particular congregation and I asked for their speakers if they would be willing to come to our church and give a public talk well the person over the phone said sure without a doubt we would like to trade baseball cards with you guys we would like to trade speakers we'll give you three speakers for the month and you give us three speakers for that particular month as well the deal was struck right we had a deal i was happy because i was completing part of my duties as an elder so after i had been given three speakers for the month. The next thing I had to do was I had to call every single speaker. I had to ensure that they were present on the day that I was scheduling them, and I had to ensure the title of their talk. So by title, I mean this. The Jehovah's Witnesses, for their Sunday meetings, have what's called a public talk for 30 minutes. In these 30 minutes, the person has to select a theme, has to select a topic given to them by the Jehovah's Witness religion. So the Jehovah's Witness religion have a list of about 160, 70-ish amount of topics from which you can select. All of them will be 30 minutes, but they must be these topics. You can't deviate from the topics, and what you will say is already outlined for you. You will say nothing that's your own words. You will have to say words from from this outline. Well, in talking to one of the three speakers, I told him, I said, hey, I would like you to give number, I don't know, I'm going to give an arbitrary number now, from one through seven. 
give me number six. And he said, well, that's an easy one. I, I always give number six. I would, I would be more than willing to give number six. I said, great. Number six out of all these public talks, it hasn't been given. So it's going to work well with our congregation. How about you come over, you give us this talk. And then <laughs> he says, I'm actually great at giving this number six. I, I don't want to boast, but people have said I give a great number six. I'm thinking, okay, whatever. I, you know, I don't care. I just need to fill my schedule. That's all. I need to fill this schedule, and I don't care what number you give as long as it's a number that hasn't been given recently. So I wrote him down. There I go. So I wrote him down, right? He called me about a week later, and he said, hey, I would like to change my number six. I'd like to change it to arbitrary number again, number 20. I'd like to give the number 20. Because I just gave the number 20, I felt good, you know, I felt loose, and I'd like to give the number 20. Has that been given at yours? I said, no, I'll pencil you in, number 20. I get a call. I get a call from a local elder. This is an elder that is inside my congregation, and he tells me, hey, I would like to remind you that number 20 will no longer be given, because number 20 will now only be be given by the top tier, which means the circuit overseer, which means the person that comes and supervises us amongst the other 20 congregations. Our supervisor, our superintendent is the only one that's allowed to give it. No elder is allowed to give it anymore. Well, I went online and Jehovah's Witnesses have this. Uh, they give you their own email. They've got an internal server. I went on the server. I checked and to see if this instruction was updated. Sure enough, the Watchtower had published a letter solely to elders that said number 20 is no longer to be given. Now, don't quote me on the number. That's not the point of the story. There is various that are no longer allowed to be given, but don't quote me on that. I would have to go back and look at what the numbers are. But the important thing is that's aside from the story. So this number, this topic was no longer to be given. I called the elder that called me and said he wanted to give it, and I told him, hey, I got some bad news for you. You will no longer be able to give the talk that you want to give. We're no longer giving it. I don't know if you've checked your notes. Did you get the memo? Because, yeah, that memo is saying you can't give it anymore. This is the thing. He said, well, you know, I do a good job with that one. I would really like to give it. I said, listen to me. Listen to what you're saying. You want to go against the organization. That's what you're saying. And I'm not going to allow it, right? I was, I was a good elder. I was, uh, I was doing my part. I was, and I said, you, you have to make an adjustment. You cannot give that. So I'm going to give you another number. I give him another number. He said he wasn't ready. I said, well, you got plenty of time. Go ahead and get ready. You get, you know, months to come. So you've got plenty of time. No excuses. That was the end of our conversation. But here's the thing. This was a red flag moment for me. And this was actually one of the very last red flag moments for me. Because I started contemplating about our conversation and I started thinking about this new instruction that came down from the Watchtower as to why a person couldn't give this discourse, this talk anymore, this 30-minute speech. Why were they saying now that we couldn't give this speech? And, and, it was, and I was at a loss. I, I didn't quite understand. What's the big deal? 
what's the big deal? Because these are words in the end of the day. And, and it, you know, if you really think that all this stuff is inspired from God, then what's the big deal? If it's all coming from the big guy, then it should all be good. Why are we putting no trespass tape around certain topics? I didn't understand that. Here's the thing. This particular speech had words of authority, had words that came off that only an authority figure could really implement and say. And by that authority figure, I'm talking about the circuit overseers, which is the boss, the superintendent of all elders. So the way the speech was outlined, it was outlined in a way that only a person with that kind of authority could say. And there was topics that only that kind of authority figure knew or would be credible hearing from him. And now I understood why the adjustment was made and why from that day on, the only one that would be saying that topic would be a leadership role like a circuit overseer. So it got me thinking, if God is almighty and the only one that really, and the only real leader that we have is Jesus Christ, aside from God, why would a human being be so particular, so adamant about he being the leadership role? Why did it matter? If these were supposedly speeches taken from the Bible, who cares? If everyone is under the Bible, then we are all just followers of Jesus. So what was the big deal? The letter that the Watchtower had sent out said specifically that no one is allowed to give it. And the way it comes off is we're the only ones. We're the leaders. We're the only ones. I always thought Christianity, we were all the same. I always thought we were all Christians following one leader, which was Jesus Christ. Apparently, that's not who we take the instructions from. And this red flag moment was ringing in my ears. It was, it was just screaming with hierarchy. It was just screaming with there is someone above you, and that someone above you is human, and that human tells you what to do, tells you what to do and what not to do, tells you where to step and where not to step. And it just seemed odd. And what also capitalized all this ringing in my ear, this cognitive dissonance, was the fact that that particular speech had been given for many, many years before that. It had been given by elders. It was given by new elders. It was given by ministerial servants. This particular talk was given by all kinds of people. And now all of a sudden, the Watchtower is saying that based off of their new light doctrine is saying that God has revealed that this particular topic is no longer to be given by ministerial servants, which are just under, which are secretaries of elders, if you want to think of it. That's really what it is is no longer to be given by elders. It is no longer to be given by anyone, just the leaders of the elders, which are the circuit overseers, only them. And it just had my cognitive dissonance ringing. It just, it didn't quite make sense. How do you tell people for decades certain information and then all of a sudden from one day to the next, you tell them, oh yeah, this is not allowed. You can't be saying these things. It didn't make sense. What, what was God doing? You know, where was he in this whole process? It just didn't make sense why information that you say is from God, all of a sudden, only certain people could give it. God, God had a change of heart. Red flag moment. It was a big red flag moment. 
And what only added to the cognitive dissonance during those years was the fact that I was also serving in other capacities that were also raising red flags in my mind. For example, I had the responsibility of taking out the group, which means, for those of you that haven't been Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah's Witnesses, before they come and knock on your door, they gather in a particular location, in their kingdom hall or in particular homes, a member's home, and what they do is they consider information that they want to bring to you that particular day. So when they knock the door, they had already did a prep. A, they, they did a kind of huddle, hut, 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 and, you know, break kind of thing. But they do that in particular homes or in the Kingdom Hall. So during those days, when I was doing this, I was doing these responsibilities, I had also the responsibility of taking out the group. So I was the coordinator. I was the leader of the group. I, I go there. I see how many people show up that morning, and and I start teaming up people. And usually, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I used to like partnering people that liked each other because it, what you'll know about the Jehovah's Witnesses is that they're very selective. They're very <laughs> selective people. They There's only certain people that they hang out with. They, they love to make little uh, groups, even though they all seem like a tight-knit community. Amongst the tight-knit community, they do. They have these subgroups, and they just hang out with these people. So, I was aware of that, and I'd like to partner these people up. So, anyway, I was taking the group out, and I remember that I wanted to go on vacation. There wasn't a moment where I didn't want to go, <laughs> and I remember that in the days that I was taking these groups out, a lot of people were going on vacation, and I used to think, well, I'd like to go on vacation too. I would also like to go to Florida. I would also like to get out of the country. And, but, you know, I was a good little servant, so I'd always show up and take out the group. Well, there was a magazine that was published where it showed a picture of a group of people huddling around a campfire. And it was obvious they were camping in the middle of nowhere. You could see the mountains in the background, pine trees in the background. Which, if anyone knows anything about pine trees, you know, most of the pine trees you'll find, they find in higher altitude places. These are with mountains in the background. You know, these are high altitude places. So we're talking Colorado. We're talking Idaho, uh, some parts of Arizona. We're talking about high altitude places. So this image, this image served as a red flag moment because I thought, well, how is the watchtower saying that we should get together, show a campfire, show camping, show mountains in the background in an altitude setting, in a high altitude setting, saying that this is something that Jehovah's Witnesses do when every darn weekend I'm out taking out the group? How does this make sense? When will I ever get to a place that looks like this image? When in the world will I ever? ever have time to take a picture in a campfire setting in front of a mountain when in the world is this going to happen for me because this is impossible this is impossible you know i'm in the midwest of the united states and in the midwest of the united states if you know anything about that that's flatland and it takes about 20 hours about 20 hours before you get to any real mountains on the west side of 
of the uh, United States. And that's if you take a direct shot and you don't stop for bathroom breaks, at least not many. You know what I mean? You, you have to be very selective about your downtime when you're on borrowed time. So I thought this is impossible. This is just, this is not real. How is, how is the Watchtower publishing images showing Jehovah's Witnesses in a campfire when every single weekend, Either you have to be at the group in the mornings to go out preaching, which is what I was doing those during those days, or or you're you're at the kingdom hall the other day. So the only time I could figure, at least in my at least in my schedule, was that at some point in between, say, two p.m. Saturday to around five in the morning, six in the morning Sunday, I had to jet off to Colorado and come back. There was no way I could ever be part of an image like this. So I remember thinking, did the Watchtower just lie to me? Did it just lie to me? Because this is not realistic. No Jehovah's Witness will ever find themselves in this situation. It's it's just not going to happen. It's just, this doesn't make sense. When in the heck, when in the heck am I ever going to be taking pictures in front of a mountain in front of a campfire with another dozen Jehovah's Witnesses, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. This is not realistic. So this image either is not being truthful or it's not taken into account that most every other Jehovah's Witness in this world does not live within driving distance of taking this picture. They're just It's not possible. It's not going to happen. And I remember that being just a big red flag. It was a big red flag. Like, how in the world? It just, it just, it, the way the detail was in that picture, I said, it's just, there's, it's not even a half truth. This is a lie. This is just a lie. So I did the next best thing. I did everything in my power to make that picture a reality. So this is what I did. When I saw that, I said, well, I guess the Jehovah's Witnesses are aware, are wide aware that there's going to have to be weekends where I shouldn't be go preaching. I shouldn't go take out the group. On these weekends, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay if I drive 20, 25 hours to a mountain and take a picture. And that's exactly what I did. That is exactly what I did. So we took a little drive. But it was going to involve me missing the meeting. And that is exactly what I did. Because after all, the Watchtower said I could do it. And if this happens, if they took a picture in the night, there's absolutely no way this is going to... They all woke up, showered, and went to the meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's just it's not going to happen. It's just impossible. It didn't happen in that picture, so it's not going to happen in real life. And I'm going to make this a reality. And that's exactly what I did. So I drove up there. I took about half the congregation with me. I invited anyone. I said, whoever wants to go. And it just it just so happened that nearly half the congregation went with me. You know what? I guess, and I thought to myself, I guess they all saw the picture too. And I guess they all said, hey, we're going to make that picture reality too. Because if the Watchtower is saying we could miss meeting to go burn some wood in the middle of the forest, well, if they're okay with it, then we're okay with it. If you know anything about Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, definitely the leaders and the Watchtower are never, ever okay with you missing a meeting. Never. There is no circumstance that's justified in you missing the meeting. Except, 
except maybe death, maybe death. And the people that died while they were at, at a Jehovah's Witness meeting, and it just happens that, that that was when they met their untimely death, they go down as, uh, they go down as rock stars, <laughs> you know? They go down as rock stars. These, these guys, yeah, they really did it. <laughs> these are the good guys. This is what we all need to strive for, and they're used as these kind of markers we need to meet. That's what you need to strive for. You need to die inside the kingdom hall. You know, they go down as, uh, they always ask, like, you think they got in? They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got in. <laughs> he must have. You know, he died serving God. So we went up there. We partied it up. We burnt some wood. I made sure to buy some wood. We burnt some wood. We took some pictures in the night. And the next day, well, obviously, we all stink of burnt wood. Yeah, everybody stayed. No one came to the meeting. I was called out at this. I was brought into the meeting the following week, and I was chastised. I was criticized. I was reprimanded for what I did. I didn't force people to go with me. I said, you're invited if you want to go. What everybody does, what an, a grown person does with their own time and with their own money and, and life, that's up to them. But I was reprimanded. I was reprimanded for making the Watchtower magazine's picture a reality. And that served as another red flag. I just couldn't quite understand how I was being reprimanded for a picture that I made a reality, a picture that the Watchtower okayed. I couldn't quite understand that. I said, why am I being chastised? Why am I being castigated for, for doing what the Watchtower said to do? The Watchtower said to get together in moments like this, serve to edify each other. And I did that. I did exactly that. And I was almost burnt at the stake. Why? It, did, it didn't make any sense. I did exactly what the picture showed. I did exactly what the advice said. And the only people that got together were Jehovah's Witnesses, which is what they want. They only want you hanging around with Jehovah's Witnesses. So why was I being reprimanded? Red flag moment. It just didn't quite fit in my mind why I made the advice I was given one week a reality. And now the next week I was being reprimanded. For making a reality what the Watchtower set to make a reality. How could I be chastised for this? I'm the bad guy? I'm the bad guy because I hung out with people of my own religion? It, di it didn't make sense. And again, the red flag was ringing. What is this? I do not understand. So who is lying? Was the Watchtower lying? Were they lying? Because I could tell you one thing. You do not miss meetings under any circumstance. So who was lying? The watchtower must have been lying. This red flag would follow me into the day I left that religion. Because I did exactly, point by point, bullet point by bullet point, I did every single thing, word for word, what that watchtower had said. Get together, edify each other, only hang out with Jehovah's Witnesses. I did every single one of them. And the picture showed a campfire. 
middle of the woods. I did the campfire. I did the middle of the woods. I did the hanging out under the stars. Why was I being reprimanded? Why was I being chastised for this? Why am I the bad guy? And I was brought into the secret room. You know, that's where that's where they chastised me. Two elders spoke to me. They said, don't ever do this again. What you did was completely against the Bible. The Bible does not teach this. What? What? <laughs> what? You know, as, as uh, Arturo would say, <laughs> what? I, I, I just, it didn't make any sense. The red flag moments, folks. The red flag moments. The red flag moments. Do, 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 do. The red flag moments. This has been another red flag moment. Do, 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 do. Uh, the craziness, the craziness continues. We thank you for listening. We hope you're doing well. If it's the weekend, we hope you have a great weekend. Or if it's the weekday, we hope you have a great weekday. Stay positive, folks. Stay positive. Enjoy your lives. Those of you who have broken free from this matrix of a lie, well, thank goodness. And I know that sometimes it's very difficult when we know that our loved ones are being gaslighted, when we know that our loved ones are being fed half-truths or just flat-out lies, misinformation. But hang in there. Hang in there. You know, we're all in the same boat. And only time, sometimes, only time can, sometimes we don't realize that time is actually on our side. So enjoy your lives and meet us on the next one because we're hoping to see you on the next one.